You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. We have another very exciting, special, exclusive interview today. We sat down and had a chat with Jen and Jody, who were unfortunately recently eliminated, but were generous enough to answer all of our very specific and way too niche Lego Masters questions. <laughs> Zoe, they were so kind. Yes, they were. They were so lovely to chat to, and like you said, answered all of our questions. So take a listen and enjoy. Jen and Jody, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. No worries. It's great to be here. Hello, friends. Thanks for having us. Uh, tell us, how was your Lego Masters experience? Oh, I feel like Jody should answer this because I don't, I don't know words. <laughs> it was so many different emotions and so many fantastic, amazing experiences and just the best people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Yeah, 100% agree with that. Um, I think the 15 other friends that I have made are now lifelong friends. I think that was the thing I have treasured the most about the whole experience. Um, but, yeah, it was very surreal. It <laughs> it doesn't really seem real until you see it on TV and you're like, hey, yeah, I actually did do that. <laughs> Has your life changed much since going on the show? We spoke to Jay and Stani. Uh, about a week ago, and they said that they're starting to get recognised, but on like on the street. <laughs> My life hasn't really changed at all. Um, I've been recognised twice, I think, <laughs> but that's it. Um, everything's still it's just back to normal. Nothing's really changed for me. <laughs> I've been stuck in my house, so <laughs> I haven't really left the four walls of this bedroom um, in a long time. I did go out and um, buy more Lego, so I seem to get recognised when I'm holding Lego, <laughs> like in the shops. <laughs> but I think it might have something to do with me walking around with a giant smile on my face waiting for people to recognise me. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys um do a lot of Lego at home or do you have like a certain area of the house that uh, all your Lego stored? I remember on the show they mentioned really early on that Tim has like a whole room just for Lego and Danny's not even really allowed to go in. <laughs> um, mine's just the lounge room and I've just got big tubs <laughs> and it's all just chucked in a big tub. Uh, that's pretty much it with me. Uh, my Lego on the other hand is everywhere. Um, I currently live with my sister, who is very unimpressed with the rapidly expanding collection of Lego that seems to be everywhere. <laughs> Normally, like when I'm in the office, um, I have Lego on my desk and I just like try and convert all of my workmates into playing with Lego. So when they come over to ask questions, I'm like, oh, oh, would you like to play with some Lego while you're here? <laughs> so I've got, yeah, I've got Lego wherever I go. It just kind of follows me have it in my handbag <laughs> just it's just a part of me now I think <laughs> that's amazing you sound like the ultimate colleague <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely always have fun things on my desk I don't know if there's a lot of work getting done <laughs> <laughs> have you guys built Lego competitively before and was this your first time doing that on the show oh I have not built competitively before Unlike Jody, who's done a couple of shows and things, I, I before the show, I was a closeted Lego builder, so I didn't <laughs> even well, apart from like carry it wherever I go, but I just um sort of built at home and didn't really do the the show scene like Jody has. Um, I've just done a couple of exhibits, so not competitive exhibits. So this is all just for fun for people to come and have a look at. 
Um, and that's only been the past couple of years where I've done a couple. Nothing spectacular. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it wasn't spectacular. <laughs> what was your favourite build and what was the hardest? Oh, these are good questions. My favourite build is always hard to answer because I had so many favourites. <laughs> um, but And we share similar favourites, I think. Um, I think number one, our favourite uh, build was the explosion one because, I mean, who doesn't love explosions? Yeah. It was just like the best day ever. <laughs> I think I screamed <laughs> and laughed and cried so much that day. It was hilarious. And then I really liked uh, the Ugly Duckling, actually, because I was really proud that that was the first time I'd used Technic and got the waterfall to work. So I was really <laughs> happy with that that build, actually. Yeah, I agree with Jen with the um, explosion one where we blew it up, the city dock. That was definitely one of my favourites. Um, and I really love Star Wars, so that was my second favourite. Yeah, that was an epic build. So good. Yeah. I think the hardest one was probably the hanging bricks for me. Oh, for sure. It was like working on a pottery wheel thing because it just kept <laughs> spinning in the air. And I think I kept sort of bending down to pick up pieces and then I'd look up and I'd be like, wait, where was, where was I putting that? Like, where is the bit that I was working on? And it would just keep spinning around. <laughs> Uh, and just trying to get the balance right and yeah it definitely like that challenge really helped um with future challenges though so it was a it was kind of like a sink or swim moment <laughs> as as sort of between zoe and i as the resident star wars fan on the show i was very appreciative of your star wars build i thought in some ways it was kind of the most star warsy <gasps> like it had wow, so many you. references to so many things like it was very clear like influenced by the snow speeders and it had the ATAT leg behind it and stuff like oh, that awesome thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jodie's a big Star Wars buff. <laughs> yeah, um, I love Star Wars. And as a non-Star Wars person, I was still very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I just really love BB-8. So any excuse to like pay homage to him and his colorings <laughs> was like great. And I think we were really super proud because there was a lot of rumors when we were building that it might be the first ship that had a cockpit facing down rather than oh. up and above. So I was like, oh, is this a Star Wars first? Maybe. <laughs> Still don't know. Unconfirmed. <laughs> we'll say it's a first. <laughs> we did have a question about the Christmas build, which was just based on a theory that I had. So it was the above and below build and you built Senna's workshop and there were heaps of little details. And one of the details was the big countdown clock counting down to launch. And it said 42. So our theory was that that episode was filmed 42 days before Christmas, mid-November. Was that why it said 42 or is that totally just off base? I like your theory, but there is actually two stories behind that number. Um, it was kind of a shout out to different people. Um, so for me, um, my brother was going to originally come on the show with me. We auditioned together. And then at the end, he couldn't come on the show because of work. So it was kind of a shout out to him as like a hello Um because his favourite number is 42. Oh. So there's a lot of little sort of Easter eggs in our builds to my family members and friends, and that was one for my brother. So I was kind of close, but also not at all. <laughs> but Jodie also has a friend called 42, so yeah. it was a shout-out to her friends. That's amazing. So we were right that the number was significant. <laughs> yes. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, I want to talk about your underwater build. 
Um, so you were obviously, unfortunately, eliminated for that build. Mm. Um, but something that really caught my attention was that Brickman said it was your best build. Do you guys agree with that? I don't know. I don't know. When I watched it on TV, I was like, oh, really? Uh, I don't <laughs> know about that. <laughs> what do you think, Jody? I don't think it was our best build. It was probably our biggest build and it definitely mm. had the most amount of pieces in it. Um, but, yeah, not so much our best build, I don't think. It was the first time we'd ever built a person, so <laughs> that um, may have been why he said that. I don't know, but I don't think it was our best. Yeah, yeah, like we, we were really proud of it, but there's like other builds that I think we were more proud of. And I think it was just really funny that through most of the series, we'd built water builds and then suddenly there was a water challenge. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, so I think it, it should have been like our challenge and it was probably a bit bittersweet to be sent home on a water challenge when, you know, we'd we've been working on honing our water skills for a long time yeah <laughs> yeah it was um the mermaid curse yeah the mermaid curse i know as soon as um we watched this episode i was like parente i'm getting annie and runa flashbacks yeah the mermaid <laughs> yeah, yeah we yeah. were we were a bit sad about you know that maybe it is a curse <laughs> <laughs> um but i really loved their mermaid build so and as, as i love ours as well so i don't think it's a curse i think it's just um unlucky yeah if you could do that build again would you have done anything differently Ooh, maybe it would have looked better if the hair was kind of like looped under that bar so it kind of half oh. floated but I was trying to think of ways to make it more um mystical and fabulous rather than just electrocuted <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have probably changed the whole idea <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably would have done a, a sunken pirate ship because Jen's pretty awesome at doing pirate ships and she loves pirates. And I think that might have worked better in our favour than a mermaid. Yeah, I did love the mermaid, but I do love pirates more. So <laughs> maybe we should have done that. <laughs> um, a theory that I had about the hair that I wanted to ask you about was, would it have worked if you added more bricks to certain parts of the hair to like help weigh it down a bit to be a bit more level do you think that would have worked oh yeah I know I was thinking about that too that's a really good idea like I was thinking oh if I'd added more bricks but the funny thing about underwater is the more bricks you add the more air bubbles there are so oh. you would have noticed like when our build went into the water it tipped a lot and that's because I yeah. think the shell had a lot of bricks in it and we had probably more bricks in the base than a lot of the other builds so when it hit the water, there was a lot of movement because of all that like giant air bubble that was sitting under the mermaid's <laughs> bottom, <laughs> essentially. So I think that if we'd added more bricks to the hair, it might have just added more air. Um, so it was kind of yeah. like this build was like in reverse. Um, the more you add, the, it's not heavier. It's just more buoyant. It's very strange. It must be so tough to build in an environment that's so strange and they also <laughs> don't give you a chance to test it. Like it seems <laughs> yeah. so mean. Yes, yeah. It's it's just uh, thinking back to past experiences and trying to think, what happened when I did that? Um, you know, like thinking back to throwing Lego in the bathtub and does it float and what happens when it <laughs> floats? And yeah, just a lot of theorizing about what's going to happen. And you guys were also part of the first ever... Uh, like return challenger moment, I guess, on the show where Jane Stanley came back and you guys had another battle for 
for victory. <laughs> it seemed on the show like you guys were super shocked when it happened. Is that true? Like you had no idea it was going to happen? No, we didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> we were very um, overwhelmed because we thought, legitimately thought we were going home. Um, actually, we were really scared we were going to go home when Jane Starney did. And that was a very emotional um, elimination because we almost thought, well, they're amazing. They should be here and not us. So we felt a sense of, oh, we have to prove it to them that we deserve this place. Um, And we better work even harder to kind of like be here. And then when we got eliminated for the first time, it was just, it was very emotional. and, And then the twist happened almost straight away. So it was really hard to kind of process all of those emotions in, a couple of minutes <laughs> whereas I think Jane Starney when they came back they had time to kind of like process being eliminated and and sort of come to terms with it we were still like what are we eliminated are we not like what is happening <laughs> yeah and then once you selected the Polaroid camera how did you feel about that selection did you take it back to your workbench and think oh no we've made a big mistake or did you think you know what this is good we can do this <laughs> I think um <laughs> we both because we weren't allowed to discuss what object we were going to go for um and we both just automatically ran for the camera (laughs) and our theory was we both just like cameras and photography (laughs) so we didn't really have a theory behind why we did it that we like it but when we got it back to the desk I think we looked a bit more closely at it and went oh it's actually not as easy as it looks there's going to be a lot of difficult things here yeah you know the corners and the back how it angles down and and things like that but um, we thought, well, we've got nothing to lose now. We're officially eliminated. So we just nothing to lose. hit it with our best shot and <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it was definitely more misleading than it looks. Um, I think when we were looking at all the objects waiting to choose, the camera looked very boxy. Same as the Game Boy. I think that's probably why we both picked those ones because we're going, okay, Lego is square. Let's pick a squarish object. That'll be easier. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but then if you look at the Polaroid camera up close, it has so many like slight slopes and angles and like detail and we were just thinking, oh my gosh, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> so they've just announced um, that season three applications are open I don't know about the rules, but if you're allowed, would you guys consider going on again on the show again? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Any excuse to get back in that brick pit, I think, is just, yep, uh, sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd go again, but um, I don't think we're allowed to. (laughs) It'd be good if Summer and Iona got another chance, seeing as they, you know, were knocked out under unfavourable conditions kind of in a way, I think it would be great to see them come back. Yeah, we sort of have two stealth campaigns running on this show. The first one is to get Summer and Iona back for season three, and the second one is to get Annie as the second judge as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Annie would love that. Yeah, she would. I think it was her idea. We're just yeah, pushing for it. Of course it was. <laughs> I mean, if you, can, if you can campaign for me to come back and just run around and play in the brick pit, that would be great. I could just cook yeah. you everyone and... Just crack jokes. She brings the gen energy. Yeah, that the gen energy in the room. <laughs> that yeah. was, that became a thing on set, and it didn't even show on on the TV show. It was like hashtag energy, and I really enjoyed like pumping everyone up before the builds. I think you can hear me before the roller door even opens. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I'll be the resident gen energy. 
So do either of you have any tips for anyone who might want to apply for season three besides being good at building Lego? (laughs) Go in and be yourself and be fun and happy and don't be scared. Just go for it. You've got nothing to lose. I auditioned just to have fun and just to give it a go and that seemed to work out pretty well. (laughs) But I think definitely tips before, like if you are selected during the audition process, something I wish that I'd done more of before going on the show is practice using technique. Mm. (laughs) Definitely a skill worth uh, being confident in. (laughs) Especially if season three, they they throw even wilder challenges. You know, who knows? They might be building in space. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Had you used much technique before or was it basically brand new to you (laughs) oh brand new I'd never used it before and I think after the first build I went out and bought a few Technic sets to try and practice Ah. but that waterfall build um, for Ugly Mm -hmm. Duckling was the first time I'd sort of built something with Technic so I was pretty proud of it yeah that was amazing (laughs) yeah that waterfall was so cool yeah thank you I was was definitely very proud and my mum was proud too I I don't know if you um, remember that little shout out to her yeah um because before I went on the show she was like oh you you know you don't know how to use Technic you better learn quickly (laughs) or something (laughs) like that and um yeah so she she was like I never said that and I was like uh and all my siblings kind of piled on and were like yeah yeah you did mum um, but <laughs> <laughs> she was very proud of what I did. So, yay, mom. <laughs> mom knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. She was very wise. I should have listened to her and practiced before going on the show. <laughs> and so I know it's going to be a really big call for you guys. And so, you know, I understand if it's too risky, but do you guys have a pick for who you think might be crowned the Lego master for this season? What? Can, can we all win? <laughs> <laughs> I want all my friends to win. <laughs> um, there's some incredible builders. The the top four teams that are left are insanely good and their techniques are incredible, especially um, Damien and Andrew have got some very unique things that they can pull out, <laughs> things that I'm like, what, how, how do you do that? But um, I have my fingers crossed for everybody, really. Yeah, we need an eight-way tie. thank you so much for joining us on the show today and being so generous with your time no worries it's been super fun thanks for having us you're listening to lego masters deconstructed how fun was that jen and jody were so great to talk to (laughs) yeah that was so patient no matter what questions we asked it was super lovely of them and they had some really great tips for people who want to apply for season three so take those on board. I mean, I haven't touched Lego in a few years, but if I were planning to apply, I would definitely listen to what they were saying. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. There's still a few episodes of the TV show left, which means there's a few episodes of the podcast left, as well as all the exclusive interviews we've done already. We've done interviews with Jay and Stani, Annie, and Summer and Iona and we're going to have some more coming up after this one as well. If you want to get in touch with us or you have any thoughts or questions that you'd like us to ask any contestants we haven't yet interviewed, feel free to hit us up on Instagram. My handle is zoepeck underscore. And mine is at Parente Swag King. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye.